everybody. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lo, and welcome back to Let's Unwind. Welcome back. What are you drinking today? Well, I am having a cocktail today. Oh. A sangria. What's the Target brand wine? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I literally just pulled a blank. I was going to say Winking Owl, but that's Aldi. California Roots Sangria. Not something I typically buy for myself, but my old coworker gave it to me for like, I think for my birthday or something. And I mixed it with raspberry lime sparkling water just to give it a little bit of a pizzazz. That sounds good. It is good. I'm... Yeah. How is moving in going and unpacking? Well, you can see the state of my apartment behind me. So, <laughs> you know, it's going. I've just been so crazy with work this week that I really did not get much done. It's fine. My new yeah. is coming in soon. When I get organized this evening, it is fine. It's very fine. exciting yeah and it's it's really hard when you're working full-time because the last thing you want to do when you get home is unpack and do stuff and organize it's not what you want to do yeah and I worked a couple 12-hour days this week so oh my god yeah so you need to you have some room still to yeah to get it done but it's fine I'm trying to tell myself like I'm one of those people that when I move in I need everything done like ASAP like I need to go shopping for everything yeah I need everything- Fully furnished, fully put together. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm telling myself, like, it's fine. Like, obviously, when you live in a place for only potentially a year, like, I want to get it decorated as soon as possible, but I'm giving myself, like, two months, because then that's still 10 months of everything being. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, fine. Totally. All right. Anyways, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Diet Coke. Very exciting. Nice. Yum. Can't go wrong. No, and I texted you earlier, but I had the diet cocaine, the diet Coke with champagne. And it was interesting. Yeah, like it's not bad. No, I don't know what I thought it was going to taste like, but it didn't taste how I expected it to taste. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or it was sweeter than I was thinking. I don't know. It was fine. It makes it very sweet. It's like, yeah, it just makes it, it doesn't make it more bubbly, which is weird. It makes it more flat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. I don't know. I don't, like you said, I think if like someone offered it to me or handed it to me, I wouldn't turn it down, but I wouldn't order it for myself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what did you do this weekend? So Friday, I went to the movies with some friends and I'll talk more about that in my recs, what movie I saw and give the details. And then yesterday I got brunch with a friend and we had a couple drinks, which was good, a couple mimosas. And then my friend's a coach at Orange Theory. I don't I feel like I've mentioned this before and I like get dragged to all the events to the yes. point that everyone thinks I'm a member, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but they were having like their monthly social yesterday. So I went for that just to join and have a couple like drinks with other people too. Um, it was really funny though. <laughs> I was walking by as they were taking a crew picture and so many people were like yelling. They're like, Lauren, get in the picture. <laughs> Go there. Oh my gosh, that's funny. And my friend who goes there was the one taking the picture. Like no one told her to get in the picture. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, that was good. So I had a couple cocktails yesterday, came home. I honestly passed out on my couch at 8 p.m. though. And then I woke up at midnight and just crawled into my bed. And that was my exciting <laughs> Saturday. Night. Oh my gosh. What about you? What did you do? What did I do? Friday, just hung out. We watched a movie at home, which same thing. I'll talk about that later. And then 
yesterday just like cleaned I wanted to go to the farmer's market but the weather was very bad here all weekend up until like two hours ago so no farmer's market it was canceled yesterday just hung out at home we watched another movie last night so I will also talk about that later and then today yoga was canceled because of the rain so I did nothing I meal prepped had a mimosa which was my first drink since last week and then I had my diet cocaine and here I am nice nice it's so weird how quickly your tolerance can go down. I, well, to be fair, like we had just sat down to eat breakfast this morning or brunch. So like I hadn't had anything to eat yet, but I'd already had half a mimosa and it went straight to my head. Yeah, that shit's wild. My mimosa yesterday was like, ooh, am I drunk? Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it like, I don't understand how you can move somewhere in the same city. Like I'm in the same fucking zip code but the water here is so different. Really? Like, I My hair never feels clean after my showers. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Like I'm sure it'll get better. Like as my hair gets used to the water. Yeah. Like I just washed my hair yesterday and you would never tell. That's so weird because you didn't, like you said, didn't move that far. I'm literally in the same fucking zip code. Huh? It's, it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not fun. But yeah, I am loving this lighting. Yeah, your lighting looks amazing. I feel like I always look like shit. And then today I'm like, okay. Not like shit, but the new lighting's definitely better. <laughs> I definitely look like shit half the time. No, no. I need to, every time we record, I'm like, I need to get a spray tan because I look ghostly. Like, no. like the time you thought that like all the doors were closed or something or all the windows. And I was like, no, this is just like normal. Like, <laughs> no, I, thought I had a black background. <laughs> I was like, no, this is just... It's me in my room. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, I need to do that. Wadak back there. They married despite the two being opposites. Tara was beautiful, ambitious, popular, smart, and a perfectionist. Stephen was only of average attractiveness and never quite completed his college studies. We love it. He sucks. You guys will. Sounds like a basic like settling situation. Absolutely. So Tara and Stephen went on to have two children, one son and one daughter, and they settled in suburban Detroit. So by 2007, which is when this story takes place, she was the breadwinner while he took care of the kids primarily and worked part-time at a tool and dye shop that was owned by his father. And Tara traveled frequently for work. Since she was traveling all the time and while he did mainly take care of the kids, but he also worked part-time, they had an au pair from Germany who was 19-year-old Verena Durkies. I don't know if I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. So on Valentine's Day 2007, Stephen called the Macomb County Sheriff's Office to report that his wife, 34-year-old Tara, had been missing for five days. So I don't know why you wait five days to call and say your wife's not not there, but whatever. Um, He said that it was not the first time his wife had left home, which is why it took five days for him to call, but also no one could get a hold of her. She wasn't answering her family's calls, and she didn't show up for work, which is very not like her. When he called, he also told police that on February 9th, so a few days earlier in the evening, he had heard her saying to someone that she was talking on the phone to that she would meet them at the end of the driveway. Stephen reported that he saw her get in a dark colored car, and that was the last time he saw her. The day after he called the police and made the missing persons report, he was stopped by the police and arrested for driving with a suspended license. And he said that the police used this as an excuse to take him into custody and question him further about Tara's disappearance. And that just begins a 
theme of him saying that the authorities are harassing him, which they were not. I feel like if your spouse goes missing, first of all, yes, you are going to be questioned quite frequently. Two, if your spouse goes missing, you're not going to think of it as harassment. Like anytime the cops talk to you, you're going to be like, oh, let me help you. Like, what else do you want to know? Right. So over the following week, Stephen made multiple media appearances at press conferences. This is oftentimes where he would accuse authorities of harassing him. Around this time, the police began to become suspicious of him, though, um, saying that he got more and more nervous and fidgety as time went on. They also became suspicious of Verena, who was the 19-year-old au pair, but she had been out on the night that Tara disappeared. They had eventually discovered that Stephen and Verena, the au pair, had been having an affair and sleeping together, and that started about six weeks before Tara disappeared. On March 2nd, so that's about two weeks after Tara was reported missing, the police executed a search warrant at the house. And this came after someone found a bag near the Grant house at a park that contained blood and metal shavings. Um, So in the home, they found a dismembered human torso, which was stored in a garbage bag in the garage, which resulted in them being granted an open murder arrest warrant for Stephen, who had fled. So he was able to flee because when police got there just to execute the search warrant, he had asked them if he could take the family dog on a walk. And since he was not under arrest at that time, or they didn't have a warrant for him at that time, they had no choice but to let him go walk the dog. So two days later, on March 4th, 2007, they tracked Stephen because of a phone call that he had made to his sister. And they tracked him 225 miles north of their home in Wilderness State Park. They, the police said that Stephen had intended to commit suicide because when they found him, he had taken liquor and pills and was found to be wearing no outer layers. And this is in a park in Michigan in March. So it's very cold. After being taken into custody, he was airlifted to a hospital where he was treated for hypothermia. While he was at the hospital, he made a confession to the police where he detailed what happened with Tara on that night. So it's February 9th, Tara gets home from her business trip and they get in a fight because Stephen had accused her of spending too much time with a coworker and insinuating that they were having an affair. He strangled her to death and later dismembered her at the tool and dye shop that he worked at. Which first off, it's like, you're having an affair with the au pair. So why are you going to get so mad that you are going to strangle her to death? Right, like why does she get to, what? what? You're in the wrong, buddy. Exactly. It sounds like ugly ones that have like multiple women too. Exactly. Because I don't (sighs) think I mentioned this, but they also found that around the time of Tara disappearing, he had been sending suggestive emails to an ex-girlfriend. So very clearly just piece of shit guy. So also when he's making his confession to authorities, he discloses that he took the remains to a park in nearby Shelby Township to dispose of them. But he had learned that the police had planned to search that park. So that's why he took the torso back to their home and hid it in the garage where the police ended up ultimately finding it. So on March 6, 2007, Stephen was formally charged with count one homicide, which is murder in the first degree premeditated, and count two discernment or mutilation of a dead body. So prepare to get very angry. So count one is punishable by life in prison, up to life in prison. Count two is punishable by up to 10 years in prison or a $5,000 fine or both. Stephen got 50 years in prison for strangling his wife to death and dismembering her. 50 years. So police then in April 2007 released the confession, 
which included Stephen saying that he had been admitting that he had been having the affair with the au pair, which once again, what the fuck, like he killed her over accusing her of having an affair and he was having an affair. Um, Also in the time between Tara being missing and Stephen being arrested, he ended up starting to share his bed with the au pair, just like playing the like worried, scared husband. He also tried to cover his tracks by calling Tara several times, leaving her messages while she was missing. So both, but both his conviction and the sentence have been upheld in appeals because he's tried to file appeals, including in 2015, he tried to file an appeal for writ of habeas corpus, claiming that the police improperly obtained his confession while he was being treated for hypothermia, but that petition was denied. Tara's sister is currently raising their children. On June 13, 2008, Stephen's dad died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound because sources said that he just never got over his son doing that to Tara. And so sad. That is the case of Tara Lynn Grant. Very sad. It's, I don't know, like spouse murders are always just, I mean, all murders are preventable. So that was going to be a dumb statement, but just get a divorce, get a divorce. Right. Like also like you're in the wrong buddy. Like she, no one should kill anyone, but... And even if she was having an affair with the co-worker, which there was never any proof from the two sources I read, no co-worker ever came out and said, yes, we were, which that's not an excuse to kill someone. I understand emotions get high, like, yeah, it's heartbreaking, but no, get a divorce, you know? You know, it's interesting. I was gonna say funny, but not funny. Not funny, ha ha ha, funny, weird. That literally is a 10 minutes from my hometown. Really? Oh my gosh. It's literally right down the road from where I'm from. That's so scary. Yeah. Piece of shit, husband. I said it. Yes. All right. And normally it is the man though. Like, I'm not going to say always. Not always. When there are spouse murders, it's... Most of the big ones that you hear are men. Mm -hmm. It's true. So staying on topic, mine is also about a husband and wife. And then this is the Hamilton murder case, Valentine's Day murder. Like I said, I briefly read through this topic, so I know it's a good one. But this article, I have not fully read in detail, so we'll be reading it together. Okay. So, um... It appeared that Dr. John Hamilton and his wife, Susan, had the perfect marriage. During the 14 years that they were together, he proved to be quite the romantic. He bought a Porsche for his beautiful bride um, on, his we- on their wedding day, and then he kept giving her extravagant gifts. He doted Susan with expensive presents, luxurious holidays, and amazing vacations. Sounds like a dream. After a meeting in 1985, they soon married two years later. After their marriage, be, um, Susan began working at Dr. Hamilton's practice, and he was apparently an OBGYN in his community. From the outside looking in, the life of their life appeared to be perfect. It was Valentine's Day 2001 when Dr. Hamilton left the office between surgeries to exchange Valentine's Day cards with his wife. However, when he arrived home, he made a gruesome discovery. In the bathroom, he found his wife laying in a pool of her own blood, deceased. Paramedics observed Susan had been strangled with two of her husband's neckties. She she was also repeatedly bludgeoned on the head with a blunt instrument. The object was never found. The injuries were so severe that parts of her brain were exposed and her face was unrecognizable. From the start, there were many indicators that led police to make Dr. Hamilton their number one suspect. 
There was no forced entry into the home, no items were stolen from the house, and despite the amount of bloodshed, there weren't any bloody footprints at the scene. While investigating the home, the police found a Valentine's Day card from Susan to John. It read, I bought this two weeks ago, so I guess maybe it doesn't seem as appropriate, but I do love you. Have a great day, Susan. Mm. Huh. Could this message have indicated turmoil in the relationship? Maybe their relationship wasn't as picture perfect as it seemed. Another clue that the marriage may have begun to sour was when Susan found John had been making phone calls to a topless dancer. In fact, there were dozens of calls to this woman on his cell phone. Did she catch him in an affair? Friends of Susan said she accused him of such, and she began to think about asking for a divorce. At the trial, the good doctor had many supporters. The community refused to believe that Dr. Hamilton was capable of such a crime. At trial, it all came down to blood evidence. Dr. Hamilton was observed, observed by paramedics covered in his wife's blood. However, despite his claim of performing CPR on Susan, there was a lack of blood on his mouth and face. Not having a trace of blood on his face was impossible given the severity of Susan's injuries to her head and face. Paramedics also observed him performing chest compressions incorrectly. For a doctor, they found this incredibly strange. Interesting. Blood was also found on the steering wheel of Dr. Hamilton's car. He claimed he, to have moved it for her first responders before they arrived at the house. But this created okay. doubt. Throughout the whole. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not, like, that's not what you're thinking. No, like, if you find your deceased spouse, the last thing you're thinking is, oh, let me make sure there's room in the driveway. No, I'd be like, park in the middle of the fucking road. I don't care. Get in here, you know? Oh, my God. Lastly, the defense brought in the crime scene investigator, Tom Bevel, as an expert witness. They had him testify on the blood evidence, an area he specialized in. Bevel claimed the blood found on Dr. Hamilton was indeed consistent with his story of trying to save his wife. However, Bevel noticed something the authorities and the prosecutor's expert did not find. Bevel found blood inside the right sleeve of Dr. Hamilton's shirt. The defense attorney concluded with asking Bevel if there was anything the prosecution missed that was important to the case and for the jury to know. Bevel couldn't keep to himself the conclusions he had drawn from the crime scene. He said the blood found inside Dr. Hamilton's shirt was consistent with Hamilton's, Hamilton beating his wife to death with a blood instrument. The courtroom fell silent. A defense witness testified against his own client, very well condemning him to prison. Holy shit. That's fucking insane. That is insane. Oh my gosh. Go off. I love yes, that. Yes, we love that. I love that because being on the defense, it's like that must be so, like, how can you do that? Like, I think about that all the time. You know your, your client's guilty. That like you have to just look at it. I think two things. One, you can know they're guilty. So then you just view it as you doing your job to get them the best possible sentence, like in their eyes. And two, you have to like, I guess, like put morals aside and think of it as just like doing your job, which is winning the case. So like throwing everything else out the window and just being like, no, I'm doing my job. I'm winning this case. But then that's so, it has to be so hard to separate. It'd be very hard, but also, I don't know, but defense attorneys too, though, like, I don't know they're great because so many people are innocent that get like accused so we definitely need them they're very important oh for sure but it's like the serial killers and like that shit like getting... the people that you know did it and they did something like beyond fucked up how how uh-uh all right so um anyways later bevel claims he had to tell the truth despite the fact it hurt john hamilton who hired him to keep him out of prison 
ultimately you have you take an oath to tell the truth and that overrides any allegiance i have to my client with bevel's testimony it took the jury only two hours to find the doctor guilty of first degree murder dr hamilton was sentenced to life in prison okay i don't know how this works like i don't know how they must have to go through like multiple things the jury does Mm-hmm. two hours still seems like almost too long yeah but I feel like you don't know prior to that like and prior to the defense turning on him like how good of a good job or how good of a job the defense did like painting it like that he was innocent because it has to be unanimous so there could still always be that one person that's like oh I don't know like did we think about this that's true I forgot it had to be unanimous the story that's so sad I feel like I've heard that on a podcast before probably yeah that's like you're I wonder what happened <laughs> I know like, but like why right what makes me isn't that terrifying it is like please it, just divorce me I'll get over it just don't kill me right like damn like just please don't kill me I don't know that's like really really scary okay so moving on to a lighter note reviews would you like to go first so I'm really late to the game I feel like I mentioned it before Ginny and Georgia I never really got into it season one. Okay. Um, but I was tired of everyone talking about it and me not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. I restarted it. I've been hooked. That's like what I've been watching all week. Okay. Uh, I just finished season one and I have season two now. So that's a wreck, a late to the game wreck, I mm-hmm. guess. You could say, but I do definitely recommend it. And their daughter like in a cabin and these they get a visitor of these from these four people who basically say that they've had these visions and that this couple has to kind of make some big time decisions in order to save the entire world it was I good. see that it looks good it was good I do recommend it it was just kind of like like I said like it just kind of gave me like this unsettling feeling at the end because it was just like I just kind of feel like that could happen okay yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean yeah oh and when you see them at night then you have to go home and you're still just thinking about it and you feel weird and you're like laying in bed and you're like oh. <laughs> yes oh, I hate that yeah and George and Jenny that's a Jenny and George George and Jenny which Jenny one and Georgia. Jenny and Georgia thank you clearly cle- okay clearly I haven't watched it which is where I was going with this mm-hmm. but I want to watch it because like you I feel out of the loop and I don't like that yeah the only thing about it I'll never get over Jason Street it's not his name in the show, but mm-hmm. it's the guy that plays in Street in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. He just, like, he always has irked me ever since his Jason Street days, so <laughs> that's, like, my least favorite thing, but otherwise, it's really good. It's addicting. Okay. Maybe I'll give not it Not really light. Like, they lead it on to kind of being, like, a lighter show. Yeah. It is and it isn't. Like, there's some dark shit in there. Okay, that's because I thought it was seemed light because I need a new show. Okay, this is like, I need it. This is very specific. I need a new show to watch when I get in bed before Andre's, but not a fall asleep show, if that makes sense. Like a show that he doesn't care to watch with me, but not something I've seen before. But something light for bedtime. So, okay. I mean, it is. It's a good, I mean, I really like it, but there's a lot of like dark, like self-harm and stuff like that that are mentioned in it. Okay. Yeah. I do recommend I think that's all of my recs I do recommend for y'all that do not or live in a place that can freeze over to just keep a nice scraper in your car 
that's a big wreck, big time wreck because Dallas completely froze over. Dallas was completely frozen for four days this week, right? Oh my it's god. It's 70 fucking degrees and sunny today. That makes no sense. It's wild. Like I'm like two days ago, I literally busted my ass on ice. Yeah. And then here I am sweating. Like it doesn't, it makes no sense. That's so frustrating. Yeah, you know, if if where you live ever gets there's a chance that it could just dip below freezing, just get that ice scraper. I was literally scraping my car with my Florida license plate because I still have that in my car. Oh my god. So the irony of that. But yeah. That is funny. Okay. Did you have any more vex or was that? No, that was it. It was a crazy week. Otherwise, I didn't really. One day I'll get back to reading, y'all. I know I say that every week, but I feel yeah. like it happens soon. I feel once I get into the groove with my new job and I get settled. Totally. I'll start reading again. Okay. Yes, I believe in you. What about you? Any recs? Yes, I have several. Okay, so Friday, the movie that we watched was You People with Jonah Hill and Lauren London on Netflix. And Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus are also in it. It was so good. It was, okay, so if you guys don't know, it's about an interracial couple, so Jonah Hill and Lauren London, and basically it's just kind of them trying to work together and handle, like, obstacles that interracial couples face, because he comes from, like, a very, very Jewish background, and then she is a proud African-American woman, and her father is a proud Muslim African-American, and so predictably they clash. And so it's just about them overcoming that. But I thought that it had everything, like it addressed real issues, but it also was like very, very funny. Some parts were so cringy and it was sweet. I liked it. So I give it, I give it two thumbs up. <laughs> um, I did. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah, it's super cute. Watch it and let me know what you think. Okay. Definitely. And then last night we watched Wakanda Forever, the second Black Panther movie, which mm-hmm. is, I thought it was very good. I'm not a huge, huge Marvel fan, but I do like some of them. Black Panther is one that I like. And so this one was really good. It was very sad without Chadwick Boseman in it because obviously he passed away a couple years ago. Um, and they addressed that, like his death in the movie. And it was very sad, but it was a really good movie. The soundtrack was good. And then we are also watching The Last of Us on HBO. Oh, yeah. It's really good. We're one episode behind. So episode four is coming out tonight and we still have to watch episode three, but I think we'll probably do that tonight and then watch episode four, like tomorrow. You're further ahead than me. I haven't watched it since the first like two episodes. Really? Okay. It's good, but the episodes are kind of long. They are good, but I feel like uh, it's just like so hot. I just wish I'm tired of these streaming services doing weekly releases. Like that's the whole reason we switched to streaming and not doing like cable TV is because I know you want to watch binge watch stuff so it's hard I think I'm gonna wait until the the whole season comes out and then maybe like on like a rainy day I'll just it's like a good rainy day show yes oh my gosh yeah yeah so that's really good um rec review I don't know Dawn's by Zach Bryan and Maggie Rogers it came out like two weeks ago I've been listening to it nonstop. probably like one of those that you just put on repeat it's so good it's so freaking good Everyone should listen to it right now and then listen to it again. And then my last rack is a podcast called The Psychology of Your 20s by Gemma Spieg. I'm that's probably not pronouncing her last name correctly, but she lives in uh, Sydney, so she has a really fun accent. But she just does a lot of good topics, like, okay, kind of like our podcast, like just things in your 20s. So, like, dating in your 20s, why we date the wrong people. 
setting boundaries and sticking to them, like making friends in your 20s, just things that are so relatable and like going through the psychology behind it. And I like, cause I like to listen to true crime when I'm like work or like whatever, but when I'm like on walks or other times I like to listen to like, I call them like productive or wholesome podcasts, but things are I'm like learning or just like listening yeah. to people. So it's very good. And yeah, those are all of my recs slash reviews this week. Nice. So should we move on to pop culture? Yes, I only have three things and you said you had a lot, so. Well, by a lot, there's only one real topic I want to talk about. Okay. But the Grammys are tonight. Yes. Oh, well, that was one of my three, which isn't really a, the things. I was just going to say Grammys are tonight. <laughs> yes, the Grammys are tonight. That's exciting. I never watch. Do you ever watch award shows? I used to because my mom likes to watch them. So growing up, I would watch them with her. They're just like, you know, they'd like be hanging on the couch, hanging out on the couch and she'd have it on. And there's mm-hmm. some that I like to watch. And I feel like in college, when you like live with your friends, it's something fun to all sit and watch together, but like, and talk about, but on my own, I'm not going to watch it, you know? Yeah, I like the red carpet. That's about it. And then like, otherwise, I'm going to get too bored to sit there. Yeah. Like, I will just read tomorrow who won. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, I guess there's two things I want to bring up. Both are t- kind of TikTok related. Okay. The first is, I know we mentioned Stargirl last week. Yes. Dr. Pimple Popper chimed in on it. I saw that. I didn't, I just saw the headline. Yeah, she said it's possible. Basically, the girl is like claiming she put treatment on and that is like a chemical burn that caused it. And that's why there's irregular like borders and everything. And Dr. Pimple Popper was like, look, like I never examined her myself, blah, blah, blah. But it is possible for like a chemical reaction to cause a dark scar. I'm like, okay, but that's just say- her saying that it is possible, not saying that Scar Girl's scar is probably a scar. So I'm still choosing. Yeah. To I mean, I still don't believe it's real. There's no, there's just no way. No. There's no way. Okay. What are you going to mention? Okay. So Heather Ray from Selling Sunset gave birth to her child she's married to Tariq is that how you say that El Musa from Tariq 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 I'm sorry guys I'm saying it wrong but very exciting she's cute I always thought she was like cute and like sweet so congratulations Mm -hmm. to them Bravo Ultimate Girls Trip season four is filming right now and Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo just got sent home from it because I guess Brandy kept kissing Caroline and Caroline was like I don't want that like you need to stop even if it was just like a drunk like fun thing like Caroline was like blatantly being like no and so Bravo obviously was like shutting that down because that's not okay and sent them both home well I don't know if they sent Caroline home or if she was like f this like I'm done but that's very on brand for Brandy like she's like funny but like I feel like she takes her persona of being obnoxious and not giving a fuck like too far and now yeah. it's like, okay, like you need to calm down. Chill out, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was that. I don't know. Like, other than that. Um, did you see that Vanessa Hudgens got engaged? This might be old news, I think. I yes, no, I did see that though. I feel like it's uh I'm sure I just like I love drama. So I'm sure it's like completely unrelated to Austin Butler and his win. <laughs> like part of me is like did her boyfriend do that on purpose around the time that Austin was being so successful? I know. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. That's just me. Okay. No, the topic I want to discuss. Did you watch Cheer? 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. How did I? Holy fuck. Okay. Yes. Holy fuck. So Cheer is a Netflix docuseries following these cheerleaders at this random fucking college, which is really actually close to me. I think I was like driving when I, when I drove to Houston to see you that one time. Oh my gosh. You passed Corsicana. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like weirdly close to Dallas. I had no idea. So anyways, Gabby Butler is a popular cheerleader, arguably one of the best cheerleaders in the world. Yes. She was called out for doing blackface for like, and she said it was for a hazing thing. And that they all did it and African-American members of the team are fine with it. Yeah. Well, anyways, long story short, Ladarius, who is also, who's a male, who is a member of the cheer squad. It's also important to note that Ladarius is publicly gay like it is well known that this man is gay but he basically went on tiktok this week and was saying shit like i'm so my my jaw dropped i watched the like the like the original video and i at like 6 a.m and i was like basically he's going on saying i'm done defending gabby like fuck this bitch blah 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 we were sleeping together yeah he came out with all of the receipts this week sleeping together and then people are like bullshit no you guys weren't blah 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 no he had videos of them in bed making out together holy fuck like I was shook I was shook (laughs) I was so shook same as you I didn't even see the original video I saw like same thing it was like 6 a.m like I really think I was like on the toilet after the gym like getting ready to start getting ready oh the post gym shits are the best on tiktok (laughs) I know (laughs) And I see a girl being like, Ladarius having receipts of him and Gabby sleeping together wasn't what I expected to see this morning. I was like, what? I go straight to his page. Holy crap. Yeah, because the whole blackface thing came out, what, like a month or two ago? Like, yeah, and that's old news. Yeah. yeah, that's old news. And then here Ladarius comes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like- yeah. And also, also coming out with receipts that Monica had strangled a cast member, or not a cast member, a team member, because they got something wrong or something. Also, just, okay, this is, the more we learn about Navarro Cheer, the more problematic. First, we had Jerry becoming, getting caught as a pedophile, like, two years ago. I still can't accept that. That's so freaking creepy to me. Like, it's... And Gabby, was it Gabby or Morgan that, like, defended him, like, wrote character letters for him for court? Yeah, I think Morgan did, because Morgan and Jerry were besties. Didn't he even go to Morgan's house? Yes. I think. It's been a while since I've watched, so I could be wrong, but. Oh, my gosh. Now we need a docuseries or documentary of exposing all of these secrets, like, behind the scenes. Do you hear that? that's that's really what I wanted to talk about. I don't know why, but that was just like, I just felt like that was big news. That was big news. It's just, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. That was, I was really just truly not expecting that this week. That was some tea. I, I haven't been shocked by news in a while, but that for some reason just shocked me to the core. Me too. I was not expecting it. And then the way that he literally posted receipts, like posted messages, posted videos of them in bed together. Like I was like, damn. Good for him though. Yeah. Keep those receipts, everyone. Honestly. Oh, other breaking news. 
Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. Groundhog Day was this week. Big news. Degrees <laughs> in Texas today. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, I think that's all we have for you guys today. Another one done. Another one done. Okay, where can they find us? How can they reach us? So follow us on TikTok, Instagram at Let's Unwind Podcast. Email us at Let's Unwind Podcast at gmail.com. Um, like and subscribe on Spotify. No, no, that was wrong. Just do all the nice things on Spotify and iTunes. And yeah, do all the nice things. Else we're on now because apparently some one of y'all wanted us on another website. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for supporting us. Yeah, thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Next week. Bye.